Biden will also meet with China's leader. The panel believes Bannon uh, with China's leader. And here's Tom Fody. Chinese media say their president, Xi Jinping, is expected to use that virtual chat to warn the United States to effectively step back on the issue of Taiwan. COVID cases rising in at least 50 states, and 10 days after testing positive, Aaron Rodgers was back on the field to lead the Packers to a 17-0 win over Seattle. Most emotions from the whole night was probably walking off the field after the game. Definitely got me a little misty. After his positive test, Rogers admitted his statements about being immunized were misleading. S&P futures up 15. This is CBS News. The leading sign of COVID is a fever, so everyone needs an accurate thermometer. Try the Exergen Temporal Scanner and learn more at exergen.com. That's exergen.com. Panera believes in saying yes. Yes to clean, fresh ingredients. Yes to the new chicken sausage and pepperoni flatbread topped with rich mozzarella. Yes to delicious mac and cheese. Yes to putting it on a sandwich, creating the grilled mac and cheese sandwich. And yes to impromptu road trips to Sandwich, Illinois. Because that's living life to the flavor fullest. Get $1 delivery when you order on our app. Panera, live your yes. Pricing and product availability may vary. Visit PaneraBread.com. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket, pushing a wet, heavy mop around, then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet, the faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Another instance of violence on a commercial jet. A 32-year-old woman was arrested in Dallas for punching a Southwest Airlines employee in the head as a flight to New York was boarding. Police say Ariel Jackson had a verbal confrontation with an agent at the rear of the plane and was asked to leave. Then another argument toward the front before police said Jackson used a closed fist to strike the worker. The woman who was hit was taken to a hospital and released. Jackson faces an aggravated assault charge. Steve Kathan, CBS News. Elon Musk is taking aim at Bernie Sanders. A day after the Vermont senator tweeted demanding the extremely wealthy pay their fair share, the Tesla founder filed back at the 80-year-old posting, I keep forgetting you're still alive. An hour later, Musk, one of the richest men in the world, tweeted again, Want me to sell more stock, Bernie? Just say the word. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. Think what you could do with that. But if you join right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fee, so that's another $170 you'll save. And MediShare is really different. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. More than 400,000 people are members, and they've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. So, yes, they can handle your bills, too. This may be the time to make the switch. Join before November 30th for the additional savings. It's so easy to find out more. They're great to talk to. In fact, you can get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. These days, we're all doing a lot more virtually. 
Which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. Roving reporter here. Excuse me, ma'am. I'll give you $14,934,386.83 if you can tell me the best place in town to get pops, chips, candy, sports drinks, and a lot more. Uh, Stop and Cop? That's right. Stop and Cop drive through carryout is the best place to get party stuff. Munchies, all kinds of pops and sodas. Excuse me. Candies galore, chips, sports drinks. Excuse me. Yes, what is it? What about my money? What money? Something, something million dollars. Can't remember how much, huh? <laughs> Stop and Cop drive through carryout. 362 Richland Avenue, Athens. Proud supporter of high school sports. Two whole dollars gets a whole whole lot of breakfast at McDonald's. With two for $2 mix and match breakfast, the combinations are practically endless. Mix and match a buttery sausage biscuit with a hot sausage McMuffin or golden crispy hash browns and get both for just $2. That means a sausage biscuit with hash browns today, sausage McMuffin and sausage biscuit tomorrow, and maybe two hash browns for the day after tomorrow. Now get two breakfast faves for just $2. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. I'm John. You may know me as a commercial lender, but I'm also a craftsman and a dog dad. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find John or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. Integrated Services uh, is constantly seeking partnerships. How can I have a meaningful relationship with primary care providers so that we can take care of our shared community of people that need support? We've grown exponentially and I really see the next five to ten years being a similar story. The opportunities are endless. Some say we've lost our touch. That we don't build things with lasting detail. Or worse, that we just don't bother. Really. We the people who built a country, who rely on ourselves to get things done? Well, there's really only one way to tell if we've lost our grip. Next time you see someone wearing card, just shake their hand. Max Thrifty Shop, 940 East State Street, 592-3773. Stay on top of the news every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, W-A-T-H. I-N-E-P-T, Inept Tech, 2468, who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, your Inept Tech football team played your arch-rival Bungle State this past weekend, and I'm just wondering what kind of game it was. Well, just as uh, soon as I regained my composure, uh, you know, I can uh, report to all the fans that, uh, well, it was a fine ball game. You know, I got to say that all the Oysters did play a fine ball game on offense, and, and they went out there and played a real fine ball game on defense, and special teams came up with a real fine effort, and I do want to point out to all the fans that my brother Nat Turf's Bungle State team, they did come through with a real fine ball game. So what all the fans seen who came out to the ball game was a fine ball game. Both teams went into the game with identical records, Coach, and I'm wondering if you came out with your first win of the season. 
Well, that's right. You know, it was uh, a real even ball game. Uh, we was 0-9, uh, and nine, and uh, Brother Nat Turf's team at Bungle State, they was 0-9. and nine. It was a real even matchup. And, of course, uh, even though it, we had the same records going into the ball game, them records didn't mean nothing because every time that we get together and play, you can throw all the records out the window because uh, they don't mean nothing. Coach, would you like to report on the score of this game? Well, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't. Uh, it was another one of them where we we come out on the short end. It was a uh, 16 and 15. Well, it sounds like it was an even game from heartbreaking. Start. It was it was heartbreaking. I, I you know I've been coaching here ever since 1937, and I've been thinking back. I can't even remember a loss that was as heartbreaking as this. This was a real heartbreaking loss. And we'll be back to discuss the ball game further and talk about the inept Tech Bungle State series. Heartbreaking. Right after we pause for this message. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Where, yeah. Where's your mic? Yeah, it was right there, but apparently it is not working. Try, well, let's try two. Let's try that one. We'll switch over here. How's that? Yeah. That's better. Yeah. Um, yes, the Art Turf Show, proudly sponsored by Jumping Ropes. What? Jumping Ropes. Okay. Well, Coach Turf, a 16-15 to 15 loss. Heartbreaking. It was a heartbreaker. To Bungle State, it sounds like a game that might have gone down to the last play of the game. Well, that's right. It uh, certainly did. Uh, we even had the lead in the ball game. We was ahead 15-13. and 13. We got ourselves five field goals in that ball game from Sammy Sidewinder. Sounds like field that goal might picker. be a new uh, school record. Tied the school record set back in 1952 by Chipshot Chumley, who was in the stands for this ball game because his son, Chipshot Chumley Jr., was a field goal kicker for brother Nat Turf's team over to Bungle State, and so I don't know who Chipshot was rooting for, but anyways, there on the last play of the ball game, old Chipshot Jr. was going to try a field goal, 53 yards, to try and put his team ahead, and dogged if he didn't miss that rascal, but uh, seemed like the officials, you know, I always seem like I blame everything on the officials, but them officials called a penalty on us, 15-yard penalty, and that moved the ball 15 yards closer, and I couldn't understand it. The ball game should have been over. We should have won the ball game 15 and 13, but no, they give the, give us a 15-yard penalty, and I went out on the field hooting and hollering and dogged if they didn't throw another flag, give us another 15-yard penalty, so that meant he had a 23-yarder, and chip shot, made that chip shot, and we lost 16 and 15. And what was Brother Nat doing while all this was going on, Coach? He was on his way to pick up the trophy what goes to the winner of the ball game. Well, what is that? Well, that's that bag of bronze marbles, and he was real happy because he knowed, and I knowed, that I'd done lost my marbles again. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Thirteen after nine o'clock. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It's the party line. A whole new week. Monday it is. November 15th. 
We got a free-for-all today. 36 degrees outside at the moment, headed up to maybe uh, middle 40s. But not until 3 or 4 this afternoon. Good morning. It's November 15th, as I said, and Scott's here. Good morning. Good morning. Um, let's see here. We've got to figure out that other mic when we finish yeah, up. Yeah, try, try that again. Turn that back on. I just... Still nothing. No, still nothing. Okay. Okay. Well, they, uh... We'll get it looked at. Well, what happened to it? I don't know. It just... There's no volume coming out of it, so... Wait, wait, wait. This is two. Yes. And two. Oh, that is two. Yeah. Try three again. Nothing. Check. Nope. Nothing. Um, we'll get it looked at. I've tried everything back here. Some of our weekend sports guys may have. Um, yeah. Got some things uh, unplugged and then plugged back in wrong. Anyway, good morning. Good morning, good morning. It's November 15th, as I said. Let's see here. What days are today? Today is America Recycles Day. That's a good one. It's uh, National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. <laughs> that's always a good one. If you wait a whole year, that's not good. Well, yeah, unless you're trying to get some science experiments we do in that there. Um, see what mold looks uh, like I, I, I guess we do it weekly that's good yeah um you know you go out to eat you have a little bit of leftover you take it home you put a date on the cap and um and where you got it from and then i often have it for lunch the next day or something like that you know what i mean yeah or some as some folks do, they take it home, put it in there, forget about it. Yeah, well, that's when you uh, when the date's gone a little too far, you pitch it, right? Yeah, clean out that refrigerator day. Today. La- la- maybe it should be label your leftovers day. There's a good one. That's, we might we that's have to better. submit that one. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> here we go. National Spicy Hermit Cookie Day. National Spicy Hermit cookie day let's see it celebrates a cookie flavor reminiscent of autumn spices consider an an old-fashioned cookie its spice comes from cinnamon cloves allspice and sometimes nutmeg add the bonuses of raisins nuts and dates and you've got yourself a national spicy hermit cookie day sounds pretty good with all those actually it does kind of Cinnamon, cloves, allspice, yeah, yeah. nutmeg. Okay, National Philanthropy Day. Boy, that's a big one. And um, I hope everybody knows what that means. But that means supporting worthwhile causes in your heart. Financially. Being philanthropic. Would you agree that's an okay definition uh yeah that's that's part of it i've always thought of it as a type of um that and fundraising yeah for those who you know go out and seek to fund those causes that you mentioned there okay now here's one i don't know national bunt 
day. B-U-N-D-T. Have you ever, I say, have you ever had a bunt cake? Okay, I've heard of it. I may have had it. I don't know. <laughs> it's those uh, round cakes. You put it in the round, rigid pans, and then when you take the cake out, you flip it over. And it has like a hole down the center? Yeah. Okay, I've had that, but... That's that's it. The the, so bunch refers <clears throat> more to its shape than its flavor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And okay. it was uh, initially inspired by the fruit cake in uh, European countries as Google Huff. What? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What? G u g e l h u p f. I'm reading it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. It was in the. Do uh, it one more time. It, Google. Google Huff. Google Huff. Yeah. G-U-G-E-L-H-U-P-F. Okay. Sounds very German, obviously. Excuse me. Um, The company Nordicware popularized the style for the mold design and trademarked it and trademarked the name Bunt. Nordicware started producing Bunt pans made from cast aluminum. Similar pans are sold as fluted tube Hands. Now, your principal sport was uh, baseball, right? Yes. You bunted? Yes. That's without the D oh. in there. Okay. Bunt is spelled B-U-N-D-T. Just, just trying. Bundit. Okay, what else we, do we yes, have? Yes, we, Na- we bunted Nash- it in baseball. You bunted it? Yes, okay. we bunted it. Uh, National Raisin Bran Cereal Day. Yeah, I'll go with that. Especially the extra raisin, raisin bran. I like a little bran with my raisin cereal, something like that. I just like any kind of dried fruit, like raisins, cranberries, anything like that. Peaches, apples. Okay, let's see. Historical events. All right. 1492. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. He also uh, first recorded a reference to tobacco. That's kind of odd to me. Okay, 1884. The European colonization and trade in Africa is officially regulated at the International Berlin Conference, formalizing European powers and what was called Scramble for Africa. 1904, King C. Gillette patents the Gillette razor blade. 1948, Mackenzie King retires after 22 years as the Prime Minister of Canada. Now, that's their very highest position, right? Like ours is president? Yeah. Yeah. 22 years. 1969, an estimated 2 million people take part in the Vietnam War moratorium demonstration which uh, occurred not just in one place, but across the nation. The United States, that is, of course. Okay, famous birthdays. 
Yeah, I'm going to need your help on this. I can tell by the okay. pictures. <coughs> um, okay, the first one is Erwin um, Rommel, who is, of course, in the, I remember in the German um, Nazi, I guess you'd say, right? Yes. He was a... Born in 1891 on this date. Died in 1944. Now go on. Yeah, before I even read this, I can tell you that he was a Nazi German general that was responsible for the propaganda issuing all over Europe. Uh, so I'll go on here and read this. Uh, Johannes Erwin Eugen Rommel was a German general and propaganda icon during World War II. Popularly known as the Desert Fox, he served as a field marshal in the Wehrmacht of Nazi Germany, as well as, as serving in the uh, Reichswehr of the Weimar Republic, Weimar Republic, and the Army of the Imperial Germany. He was uh, fooled by the Allies on D-Day because he thought there is no way the Allies would invade on June 6th because of the weather. <clears throat> the Allies had rigged up some uh, camouflage invasions on other beaches, and Rommel was at home visiting his wife for his uh, her birthday when D-Day happened many, many miles inland and was not around where he could command German forces. Okay. Gerhard Hauptmann, H-A-U-P-T-M-A-N-N. Another German, I'm guessing, and uh, born on this date in 1862, died in 1946. He was a German dramatist and novelist. He is counted among the most important promoters of literary naturalism, though he integrated other styles into his work as well. He received the Nobel Prize in Literature in 1912. <clears throat> We seem to be going backwards in time. The next one is William Herschel. And um, just to help you, H-E-R-S-C-H-E-L. Now, he was born on this date in 1738. We keep going backwards here. And died in 1822. Also a German uh, descendant, Sir Frederick William Herschel was a German-born British astronomer and composer. He frequently collaborated with his younger sister and fellow astronomer, Caroline Lucretia Herschel. Okay, Georgia O'Keeffe. Um, interesting photograph of her. Anyway, born in 1887. I would have guessed it was much more recent than that. But anyway, died in 1986. Georgia Tato O'Keeffe was an American modernist artist. She was known for her paintings of enlarged flowers, New York skyscrapers, and New Mexico landscapes. She was also recognized as the mother of American modernism. Um, let's go, let's see, famous deaths. I guess we've got two here. One, they don't know when he was born, Justinian the first. Um, but he died... On this date in the year 565, Justinian. Spelling? J-U-S-T-I-N-I-A-N. J 
Justinian I, uh, also known as Justinian the Great, was a Byzantine em- emperor from 527 to 565. His reign is marked by the ambitious but only partly realized Ravashio Imperi, or Restoration of the Empire. Okay, now, is it, what would you say, which empire? Byzantine. B-Y-Z-A-N-T-I-N-E. Okay, so certainly we've heard the word many times, but I'm not clear in my mind what where that was. Do you know? Uh, not right off hand, but we shall see. Well, I'm making you work today. That's okay. That's what we do. Okay. Byzantine Empire, also referred to as the Eastern Roman Empire, was the continuation. Eastern Roman Empire. Yeah, okay. Continuation of the Roman Empire. Okay. The capital city was Constantinople. Um, the last uh, one we have to do today, <clears throat> today is Johannes Kepler, K-E-P-L-E-R, Born in 1571, but died on this date in 1630. Johannes Kepler was a German astronomer. Well, it's a day for German descendants, I isn't guess. it? Everything seems to be German but one. Yeah. Mathematician, astrologer, nation, uh, natural philosopher, and writer on music. He is a key figure in the 17th century scientific revolution, best known for his laws of planetary motion and his books... Astronomia Nova, Harmonis Mundi, and Epitome Astronomiae, Copernicanae. Yeah, <laughs> I'm betting one of those words at least you mispronounced. I doubt it. I got them all. Okay. I just rolled right through them. Well, let's see here. <laughs> you know, we're going through um, COVID, right? <laughs> yes. That's not funny, but... No, why are you laughing? I was just thinking about the pronunciation of those words. Let me just tell you, though, um, just leaving the topic for a minute. Okay. Uh, My family had a dinner together last night. And I'm talking about my daughter and her family and, and... Anyway, this is the first time in, I want to say years, but it's probably a year and a half. Maybe it's, I don't know. It's in that zone. I was so grateful, so moved, so pleased. You know, you can't be critical of how other people deal with what we've been going through, the COVID thing. Some are cautious to the extreme. Some are maybe, um, what's the word? I don't want to say uncautious, but um, uh, they take far less safeguards, okay? I, I think you follow me. Yeah, a little more relaxed <coughs> on those. Um, my family has been extremely concerned. And um, I had my first uh, vaccine in January. I think my second was in March. Something like that. I could grab my card out of my wallet. 
but I have my booster in September. Um, I've been extremely careful. Here at this building, do we mask up uh, only when we're concerned that somebody has a cold or something, and then we do it for a while until we realize it's not COVID? Um, and maybe that's maybe we should have been more cautious. But nobody here has, knock on wood, uh, had it. And we got. Uh, about 33 people working here, just never at the same time, of course. Now my phone's ringing. Let's see what that is. Nothing. Okay. Um, okay, so why did I start all this? On this date in 1918, the flu pandemic was a really big deal. A village in Alaska was almost wiped out on this day as the 1918 flu pandemic took its toll. Uh, there's a sentence here that says, Are there lessons for the world combating the coronavirus in 2020? Well, duh. There better be. I don't know what they're, why they made that sentence. Anyway, so that's that, 1918. You know, and of course, 100 years later, um, we have the science and technology to produce max, uh, mass vaccinations, whereas back then in the day, obviously, they didn't. And uh, when this was all started, that was nothing short of fantastic accomplishment of getting this all started and still administering vaccines. You know, we... Here we go again. Um, folks, each fall, I guess it is, um, let's see, help me out. I get a flu shot. I get a um, uh, shingles, shingles, pneumonia, pneumonia. Um, it seems like there's several others too. And then, um, which some some name one of those? Some they might have three different shots, but depending on your age, is which one you would get, right? And it seems like there's other things, too. But the point is, are these people who are worried about getting the pandemic shot, I'm sorry, the COVID shot, there we go, are they also not getting their flu shots and... You know, all these other things, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know the answer. And I think somebody should maybe do a little study on that. Could be, yeah. 
My guess would be that because the flu shots have been in existence for so many years, yeah. and this COVID shot has not been. Pol- polio, there's another one that we forgot to mention. Yeah. Tetanus, maybe. Yeah. Diphtheria, could be. We do have a caller standing by. That Let me make them not wait any longer. Good morning. Good morning. Um, in regard to the flu vaccination, um, it's kind of a toss-up as to which uh, strain of the flu might be the active one in the fall. So, you know, we get it and... They do their best to try to guess, right? Yes, it's the best guess, as is with many, many things in our lives. But I just want to remind you that um, there are two shots with the shingles, and you only get those, and that's it. That's it. You're you're, you're covered. You don't get those every fall. And with the pneumonia, there's the... uh, Numavax for the 13 strains, and then there's one with uh, 23 strains once. Okay. Once for each one of those, so you don't keep getting those every fall. Unless you have some kind of thing, <laughs> I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. to call it. Sure. But we do get the flu every every fall, or we all should be getting the flu every. And we now have made reference, as you did this morning, to the 1918 uh, flu epidemic. Yes. A pandemic. However... We have surpassed that with the COVID deaths. We've, that was a big marker. We have passed that with deaths. And I think people don't realize, um, they keep bringing up one of the excuses is that this hasn't been studied long. It has been studied longer than you think because when the SARS uh, uh, epidemic came along, a couple years back, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And you saw all those people in all of those, all of that gear over there in Africa and all of this business, because of the SARS pandemic, we um, we learned a lot then, so we didn't have to reinvent the science because that's what the uh, the, the COVID nineteen is about. It's about that. The the uh, I think it's RNA. But um, I think you recently had Dr. Gaskell on, oh, yes. who explained that very well uh, to us. Mm-hmm. But uh, so uh, so in the in the future, just to help your little brain there, like my little brain. <laughs> one time we get the vaccination for the flu a year, and that's it. You, once you get the shingles, you're done. And the shingles is not covered under under Medicare, so you have to pay that whole amount, and it's not it's not inexpensive. I I don't know all that stuff. I just know that it seems like every year I receive several shots. And, it's hard uh, for me to believe that. I think your memory is tricking you because okay. Could you be. can't receive shots if you've already had those shots. You don't need more than the two. In the old days, there used to be a, a, a shingle shot, and that was back in uh, 2007, I do believe. And I got one of those, and I got it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's when they discovered you got to have two of those. But I haven't been fully vaccinated against shingles. But shingles is not going to uh, be... Um, um, catchy, if you will, uh, like this other thing. Although you can get, you can get, <laughs> if well, you touch somebody I, I, with shingles. Has anyone ever died from the shingles? You know what I mean? It's chicken just pox, a, yes. It's a chicken pox, you know. That's what it is as an adult is the chicken pox. And uh, yes, they have. Just okay. like with measles, people say they're not vaccinating their kids again. And the measles, there are, I think Dr. Gaskell mentioned it, I think there was like a, hundreds of kids died from from measles measles is still a very important vaccination for you to get for your for your children i didn't have that in the day when you were younger you know and even the polio vaccination i was what you call a polio pioneer and i only know that after my mother died when i got papers 
Okay. And yeah. So so anyway, I think you're, it's very important for you to continue to do what you're doing, encouraging people to get the vaccination. And I did really appreciate it, many other listeners, when you brought Dr. Gaskell on as well. Uh, he's been on regularly, and uh, he's a great guy. All he right. Is, he is absolutely all of what you just said. Thank you very much. You bet. Bye. Um, longtime friend as well. Um, Dr. James Gaskell. But uh, all his friends call him Dick. Dick Gaskell. Yeah, right. if, you, if you get that pneumonia shot, as Carl was saying, if you get two of those shots, uh, they'll last you the rest of your lifetime. Pneumonia shot. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the other shots. Well, um, I guess while we're on it, we could just go ahead and jump right into the statistics. Okay. Um, as you all know... Okay, I am up to over 100,000 entries into this report. Think of that. Um, so here we go. As of yesterday, let's start with Athens and we'll go backwards. Athens, we have now had a total of 93 people, residents of Athens, and I'm meaning our county, of course, that have died from COVID. We presently have 286 people being hospitalized, um, experiencing COVID. We've had 7,787 who have had it and recovered. Add that all together, and we've had 8,073 cases of COVID. 12 were new yesterday. Uh, 8,073 cases. That's 12 point, 12 and a third percent of our county population has experienced COVID. All right. And um, as I said, there were 12 new cases yesterday. Just, just looking back a few days. So 12 yesterday... 6 on Saturday, 15 on Friday, 14 on Thursday, 4 on Wednesday. And that's just when they get reported. All right. um, One more important information before we leave Athens is how many have been vaccinated? As of yesterday, 49.7%. So we're almost, almost at the half, half of our citizens in this county have been vaccinated. All right. State of Ohio. Um... 
Now, where we've had 93 deaths since this all began, <coughs> excuse me, the state of Ohio has had 25,643 deaths. That's 1.6%. Now, we currently have, (coughs) excuse me, let me get a sip of coffee here. My throat just got rough. Okay, that's better. We currently have, um, active. here we go, 101,402 active cases. Of which, um, 71,936 are in the hospital, 10,375 are in a hospital but in an ICU. It's just amazing that we have that many facilities. You know, and, and once in a while you hear about this hospital's full, can't handle anymore, that sort of thing. Okay, State of Ohio. So the total since the whole thing began is 1,604, I'm sorry, 1 million. Let me start over. <clears throat> total cases since this all began for the State of Ohio. One million. 604,488 cases. So 13.7% of our state's population has had COVID. Now, many of them, like 93% of that figure, almost 94%, has recovered. But just yesterday, how many new cases in the state? 3,628. The day before, 4,689. The day before that, 5,379. The day before that, 4,994. They go up and down a little bit, right? And when you have 88 counties and they each have to respond, are responsible for sending their data into the state, um, those figures, uh, there are minor differences in trends. But um, anyway, I do feel that we're better off than we have been. That's my general gut feeling. Now, vaccinations for the state of Ohio, where I said Athens is just shy of 50%. The state of Ohio, 56.5% have been vaccinated. The United States, 
67 and a quarter percent have been vaccinated. Let's talk worldwide. Let's see what's going on there. Let's talk worldwide. 51.7% have been vaccinated. But still in Athens County, we're just shy of that. Okay. Um, U.S., um, let's see here, where should I, okay. Um, okay, how many deaths have there been in the United States thus far, as of yesterday? 783,535. Now, when I say these figures move around a little bit, for example, there were 96 new deaths in our nation yesterday. The day before, 2,606. So, you know, you go from 2,606 to 96. The day before that, 348. The day before that, 249. The day before that, 3,650. So it's a little hard to look at the trends unless you look at some distance. But if you look at dailies, um, you're not going to have accurate information. Okay. So total deaths in the nation, as of yesterday, 783,353. I already gave that to you. 37,912,037 people have recovered. That's 79% of the cases recovered. There's another 19% that are dealing with it right now and 1.64% died. Okay. Worldwide. See if there's anything here remarkable. Well, just to think that a pandemic a plague, whatever you want to call this sort of thing. I'll stay with pandemic. Has killed 5,114,589 people in the world. Sometime if I have some time, or Scott, either, if you ever find yourself bored at night, let's dig into how many died of, name an old-fashioned disease. Well, would you want to check the uh, pandemic of 1918? Oh, okay, let's, let's do it. Okay, let's see what we can find here. We'll just take a minute and do it now. So... COVID, right now, has taken the lives of, and we're talking worldwide now, 
I lost my place. Here it is. Five million one hundred and fourteen thousand and a and another five hundred and eighty nine. So what um You want a number? Yeah. Okay. Um Estimates of deaths range from 17 million to 50 million, and they say could possibly be as high as 100 million, making it one of the deadliest pandemics in human history. And the one we're talking about is? No, this one, the Spanish flu in 1919. The Spanish flu. That's what it was Think called. Think of yeah. that. The history of 1918 flu pandemic. Okay, so lay the big figure on me one more time. Uh, 17, 17 million to 50 million, possibly as high as 100 million. You know, they just didn't keep records as carefully as they do now. Okay, yeah, that was the Spanish flu. But now, 15 to 70 to 100, or whatever you just said. But we're at 5 million right now with COVID. Okay, yeah, that was the Spanish flu. Now, the history, uh, the swine flu pandemic. 284,000, the Great Plague of London, 75,000, and uh, nothing like this. uh, Let's see, 1918 pandemic H1N1 virus, it is estimated that about 500 million people, or one-third of the world's population, became infected with the virus. But not test. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to see here what the number is there. Uh, it is uh, the number of deaths was estimated to be 50 million worldwide, oh. with about 675,000 occurring in the U.S. So 50 million worldwide. Yeah, and we're at uh, so that's 10 times greater than what we currently stand worldwide. With this one, and but the U.S. was what? Uh, six hundred and seventy-five thousand. And we've already surpassed that with this. We're at seven eighty-three thousand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they say back then the uh, mortality rate was high in people younger than five years old, twenty to forty years old, and sixty-five and older. So in between 5 and age 20 wasn't as bad. In between ages 40 through 65 wasn't as bad. I uh, just realized how the time has flown by for our show today. And there's a couple other things I want to do. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. I did cover my mouth. <coughs> and did so again. Okay, the Niagara Falls. You visited there? Yes. Very pretty. And loud, really loud. Yes. Okay, I just got a little blurb on this. Um, 22 million tourists visit... Niagara Falls in New York State each year. Think of that. The majestic natural wonder is likely named 
from the Iroquois word meaning, uh, or word niakari, which means great noise, which is a fitting name considering two trillion liters of water flow through the falls each hour. That would be one big basement flood. Okay, now, we buy two-liter bottles bottles of ginger ale, right? Yep. And there's quite a bit in there. A two-liter bottle. Um, Two trillion liters of water flow through the falls each hour. Amazing. Okay, just a little bit of trivia there. Um, let's see, I can set this one over here. Let's talk about, um, I have a report about the most overweight and obese states in America, and guess what? Ohio comes in, I think, 13th. I'm gonna, we're going to hold this report for the future, okay? We'll give you more details. But I, I did come across this story. Uh, This is in this morning's New York Times. Uh, Holidays for your health. The writer says, When I injured my knee a few years ago, it was something of a crisis. I canceled plans and stayed home. When I did venture out, I used crutches and a knee brace. Today, my knee isn't perfect, but it doesn't hold me back. I've just accepted that I have to do things a little bit differently. We regularly take this holistic approach to our personal health. During the crisis phase of an injury or an illness, we do whatever is needed to take care of our bodies. But we never lose sight of the goal to recover and enjoy life again. By now you may have figured out that the point of this story isn't my knee injury at all. In Friday's edition of The Morning, David Leonhardt wrote about how we might navigate this point in the pandemic. Where the coronavirus remains in our lives, but vaccinated people in many parts of the country are not in crisis. Today, uh, this is a lengthy writing, I'm going to explore how those ideas can help you plan for Thanksgiving and holiday gatherings. Folks, earlier in the show I mentioned that my family got together for the first time in what seems like two years last night. I was so emotionally moved by it. And we had a pizza dinner. And it was just so nice to be together. And I told him so. Well, this article is in the New York Times if you'd like to look at it. It's it's lengthy, but... It's really a very warm story. Um, We have about uh, two minutes, I guess, uh, before uh, CBS News. What was your weekend like? Uh, It was good. Watched uh, 
a lot of college football. Watched the Buckeyes pound yes. Purdue. Yes, and my, I didn't expect that. Uh, my wife was expecting Ohio State to win. She's a Purdue grad, but she was very disappointed with. <laughs> Well, I expected Ohio State to win, but I wasn't sure they would put up 59 points on the board. Yeah. But they played extremely well. Yeah, Pat's they, a Purdue alum, folks. Yeah. Um, uh, watch that. Uh, Bobcats won. Basketball Bobcats won Friday night at Cleveland State. I think they played a night in a convocation center. At uh, They take on uh, Robert Morris. Really? We uh, have a game tonight? I think so. Let me look and see. Oh, while I, I'm while I'm looking, uh, football plays tomorrow night. They host Toledo. Yes, there's a game to basketball game tonight, 7 p.m. at the Convocation Center. No TV. Uh, ESPN three. You know you can watch that on the computer, but that's about that's the only place you'll be able to see it. And then Friday, the Cats go to another. Wait a minute. I'm confused. Basketball tonight yeah. at in Athens. Yeah. Okay, football tomorrow night in Athens. Oh no! I mean, not. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I just meant. Uh, Should say, oh there, there, yeah. There's oh, a couple you. that we meet for um, Tuesday <laughs> nights for dinner, and they're going to be disappointed that for three weeks in a row we've had to uh, cancel. Oh yeah, the rest of the games are Tuesday night games. So. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, except I think it was a Friday night game. We're almost out of time. Okay. Then the Cats go to play the Kentucky Wildcats on Friday basketball you, game. There you go. There you go, folks. Uh, take it in. Cat fight. O-H. I-O. There you go. O-U. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. Is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. We have breaking news from Washington. How are you doing today, Mr. Bannon? Former White House strategist Steve Bannon has just arrived at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. to face charges of contempt of Congress for ignoring a subpoena to testify in lawmakers' investigation into the January 6th attack. Closing arguments are set to get underway shortly in the trial of a teenager who shot and killed two people at a Black Lives Matter demonstration. 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse is accused of shooting three men, killing two during August 2020 protests, sparked by the shooting of a black man by a white police officer in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Some of the protests turned violent and caused damage to businesses. Some went up in 